Find us on the Drake Memphis app and listen to our shows and podcasts on Spotify, TuneIn, or anywhere you search for podcasts. DrakeHallMemphis.com Well, that's fine. Good day. It's Thursday, the, the 30th day of March. As we wrap up the first quarter of the year, that would be tomorrow, the last day of that. Today is Ask Lawyer Bill Day. Texts for Bill 8789420 to ask him for direction and help on anything you may have gotten yourself into. He is happy to help and always does so in a very clear-headed and simple way for you to move along and uh, find answers to your problems. So he's coming up and various kinds of music this morning at 9. We'll replay the um, new Between the Grooves podcast, Best of the Live Rock and Roll Part 1. I finished Best of Part 2 this morning, so we're going to have that beginning uh, next Monday. And Wesley has his own podcast. What is your your, uh, thing this week? My thing about uh, Geeks Grading Geekdom, which is Friday at 7 p.m., is this week going to be about the best comic book series that involves no superheroes whatsoever that you probably missed. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Wait, say that again? <laughs> this is for the real freaks out there. Wes is on it, man. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like. Oh, so say oh, it again. Oh, say it again. We have no idea what you're saying. The best comic book series that has nothing to do with superheroes that you probably missed. Okay. Gotcha. The best so. okay. <laughs> I got it. All right. Not a clue. Not a clue. It is baseball's opening day. Yay. A sign of rebirth, rejuvenation, and new life on the baseball field with new rules this year. And, uh, and the pitch clock should be something fun to watch. It will also make the game move faster. And um, there's a ton of games on today. Everybody's playing. And so here we go into baseball season 2023. And we'll know more more about this after they play 162 games each. And so we're off and running with the new baseball season and the new rules. We've discussed those. Baseball fans understand them. Those that don't, don't really care. And that's fine, too. But uh, the baseball season is off and running let us look just for laughs at politicians and their never-ending ridiculousness and incompetence. And it, it's just, it's become a comedy of errors, and it's just kind of funny. Who would I be talking about around here, would you reckon? Uh, Wanda, Miss mm-hmm. Wanda Halbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw one story on one news station that treated this a little bit less intensely. The Channel 3 one, uh, because um, Mayor Lee Harris gave Wanda until the last Friday to find a new location for the, the the Poplar Plaza place. There are vacancies in the building that are more um, uh, appropriate for the place and for the size of it and how to access it and all that. So uh, that has come and gone, and she had done a damn thing about it. And now he is putting more pressure on her. Uh, a person on the Shelby County Commission, which she spoke with yesterday, uh, asked her to resign. Uh, so Harris, in one of the stories, Harris made no comment at all. But they overlooked that. Uh, Harris says it's time to put a stake through the heart 
of this woman. No, this vampire situation. <laughs> I, I caught myself there. Uh, I, wish he, I wish he had said that. He said that yesterday morning um, he got one email. Oh, no, he says that one email from Halbert to the property managers could resolve this whole situation. She met with commissioners to discuss the office lease and negotiations and, uh, as they call for her to step down. Legally, uh, this is the uh, the point of um, that they can't make her quit. That's the point. Right, right. The, uh, this issue has drug on since September, according to various emails that Channel 3 obtained. We all know it. We all have watched it. Uh, and uh, Mr. Harris, the mayor, says we can't let Miss Halbert close this location of Poplar Plaza under my watch. We're going to see this. And gonna, we're going to move heaven and earth so to see that this doesn't happen. And they have not signed a new lease. They haven't opened a new place. And uh, Mr. Harris went on to say we need her to give up whatever this fight is about not being serious about planning for the future of Poplar Plaza. She has to give up this direction because it's going nowhere and it is harming the community. So he gave her this ultimatum last week and she didn't do a damn thing about it. She responded with a 25-page letter to the mayor and commissioners. 25 pages is a lot of pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In which she asserted her independence as an, as an official who was elected and she has been, I wrote in detail, sometimes with multiple exclamation marks problem she has claimed have hampered her office's ability to function she's a victim it's not her fault the mayor called her response a rant that was borderline delusional she's one more entitled older lady that thinks that her poop don't stink and that she can do whatever she wants to do and she defies anybody to call her out. I don't know what it'll take, but this continues. Office closures, delays, long lines are part of the process, says Miss Halbert. And it ain't her fault she's trying. And now, because nobody has the balls to tell her to quit, or they're going to have her disappeared, they're going to bring somebody in to help her consult and fix this. Jesus. They spent 55000 bucks on an auditor last year. So in lieu of finding some way to get her out, uh, they're going to keep on spending money on this woman who has no idea what she's doing. And certainly there are challenges from her perspective that hamper her making any progress. That's fine. But things like this should not go on for months and months and months with no action. No. And she refuses to respond to anybody like the county commission or Mayor Harris. I respect him now for finally wanting to, to drive a stake through her heart. Um, <laughs> but that's probably illegal. We could ask Lawyer Bill, but bit. I suppose that that probably wouldn't work out too well. So that nonsense continues. Uh, and the number, to, again, to uh, talk to Bill is 878-9420. And we'll get to him in a moment. Uh, another politician who is an ongoing hysterical embarrassment, even maybe more so than Marjorie Taylor Greene, and uh, Miss, Miss, Miss Green, that piece of trash, has been banned from Twitter, 
which I'm sure <laughs> she loves because it makes her a victim. And uh, so uh, she was sending out pictures, LGBTQ stuff, and I don't know what it was. But somebody had enough of her bullshit, and she has been dismissed from Twitter for a, the, a, the uh, time being. She just doesn't know when to shut up. The one that's even dumber than her is Lauren Boebert, Colorado. This chick really is, and I say chick, which sounds like I mean it with no respect, which is the exact point. She is a fool. Uh, she, uh, th this headline says, Public Humiliation. Lauren Boebert makes a splash with weird rant on pee laws. She's a conspiracy theorist lawmaker went on a long, weird, and ultimately wrong tangent about public urination laws. Swear to God, this is what the rep from Colorado is using her time on the floor for. During a House committee meeting on Wednesday, she, been, she began to ask a series of rambling questions on urinating in public, which as far as I'm concerned is fine. Uh, it, uh, but you got to choose your your spot, and you know the this she thinks she thought she was setting up D.C. Council Member Charles Allen on revisions to the laws in D.C. that would decriminalize public urination. Now, how this ever was even the germ of an idea that came through her empty brain and out of her stupid mouth is remarkable. Uh, this is here's here is here briefly is the discourse back and forth between Miss Bobert and the dude on the council. Did you or did you not decriminalize public urination in Washington D.C.? She demanded. No, we did not. He replied. Did you lead the charge to do so? She pressed. No, he said. The revised code left that as a criminal charge. We're talking about pee in here. Mm -hmm. Did you lead the charge, she says, to, she, she asked the same thing again, uh, and he says, no ma'am. Did you ever vote, she continues, in favor of decriminalizing public urination in D.C.? She asked it three times. He says the new code keeps public peeing a criminal offense, but Bobert pressed on anyway, suggesting that in multiple ways that peeing in public was decriminalized in D.C. She got the same answer every time. It's still a crime. And then her colleagues got on the Twitter and elsewhere and called her, uh, let's see, uh, Eric Swalwell, he's a rep from somewhere, more Bobert cringe. My takeaway that uh, is public urination is a, an offense. Luckily for Miss Bobert, public humiliation is not. <laughs> and uh, then the other one that was laugh out loud funny about this moron, a governing official in our in our nation's capital. If you think Lauren Bobert's obsession with people peeing in D.C. is new, well, you're in for a surprise. Thank uh -huh. you. Good night. Oh, God. They used to call D.C. a swamp. Now it's a urinal. Why did she think it was so important to press this dude endlessly about the laws about peeing in public in Washington D.C. <laughs> I, I this is uh, you know SMH man. I you, you just it just so on the note of peeing, I saw a story that one of you have. Uh, 
involving somebody in Kiss peeing on somebody. It involves Ace Freely and Peter Chris, and I'd say no, uh, 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 Paul Stanley. And one of you, or both of you, have this story uh, about PP and Kiss, and I want to know what the deal is. Well, Ace <laughs> Freely is is pissed off, is what it is, and he oh, said so several times in a row because he was on a on a podcast being interviewed and he took offense to something that Paul Stanley who had said that it was essentially if if Ace had played with Kiss at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction the the band would have sounded like piss and he How about, took that personally. why not shit I, because <laughs> which Paul seems didn't more say appropriate I, I I don't know I, I, I'm not like in this. the mind of Paul Stanley to know why he says, well, anything. <laughs> or, you know, Fraley for that matter. But So he wants an apology from Paul Stanley. He has given him a deadline oh, God, of one people. week Grow to uh, get it. Because he talks, he, he went into his the book that he wrote. And mm. he said how he tried to keep the book positive. Unlike Paul Stanley's book and unlike Peter Chris's book. He wanted to just tell stories that were fun stories about their time in the band. and But when he was done, he also had a 120-page manuscript that he wrote after he did that book. And he right. says his attorney has it in a safety deposit box. God forbid anything happens to me, my attorney is instructed to release it to the New York Times, Rolling Stones, API, everybody. And he says that's where all the dirt is, the kind of secrets that he didn't feel comfortable telling in the book that he wrote with uh, that was just I guess the happy stories. I never I never knew he wrote a book, but Me I don't think he did either. <laughs> so, well, he's so, I think I'm, I'm surprised he could even read, but or write, but that's a whole but, different thing. Yeah. So and he he carried on about how the uh, Tommy Thayer is the guitar player, how he was basically ripped him off by copying his stage moves and the oh, uh, playing the solos that Good he wrote. God. And You're 70 band... years old. That, that's that's not true either. <laughs> I um. Uh, and there there's more that he went on about, but he wants an apology from Paul. So Stanley. he's holding some some dirt on dirt. Paul that he has in a in a deposit box someplace hidden away, in the case of his untimely death. Apparently, will be released. Well, um, all I can say about that, not being an expert on anything, well, I I have watched Kiss from the front row. Uh, me and Zeke did one night a long time ago at the Pyramid, and I sat right under Ace, and he is not a masterful uh, um, quality guitar player. The Kiss songs that you have heard and loved for years are very basic, and Ace was out of his mind. He was grinding his teeth. He had done so much coke, and he is not a really great guitar player. Now that he's sober, he may have gotten to be a little bit better. But that band was kind of founded on simplicity, and that is what they have been about. Tommy Thayer, who were, uh, there was somebody before Tommy Thayer, and I can't mm -hmm. think who it was. There was, um, there was, I don't know who. But Tommy Thayer was in a band called uh, Black and Blue, and Tommy Thayer is a good-looking guy. He's really smart, very well-spoken, and he's a really good guitar player. To, to uh, suggest that he stole anything from a... He's playing some of the same parts 
that Ace, I guess, created on the songs that Kiss made because he wouldn't play some different part now, would he? He's playing the same parts in Dr. Love that Ace played and making the same movements on stage. That's just absurd. Ace is brain dead. He's a wet brain. He's a, just a vegetable. So, poor him. <laughs> but, uh, well, it's, it's, it's just stupid. I just, I'm, I'm really curious to see what this dirt is now, though, which I guess I is know. part of the I point. Don't, don't apologize, Paul. Well, he said it on Howard Stern when Howard asked him that, you know, why they didn't play with the four original members at the, at the rock and roll induction. Because they can't Paul's, play anymore. It's why, because he sucks, and, and uh, Chris does, too. But that's, Chris is that's, ill and jacked up. That's probably what he was getting at, because he says the Rock Hall people were demanding we play with the two original guys. And at this point, Paul said that'd be demeaning to the current Kiss band. Yes, and it would, would. would cause people some confusion, because if you saw people on stage, you looked like Kiss, but sounded like that, maybe we should be called Piss. And so that's when it started. Oh, I see. I, okay, mm-hmm. there's where the Kiss and the Piss come into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no question, because uh, that, that very same concert, I think, is one of the last ones that uh, Peter and Ace were involved in because we were broadcasting from backstage and a white van pulled into the pyramid area backstage, not limos, not black SUVs, a white van and Peter, Chris and Ace. And I guess some of the guitar techs and stuff came out of the van. So they just, these guys were making a per diem uh, and a salary for playing and then they went on stage. You could see why th- there were issues because they just weren't up to snuff and they were soon gone. And that was the call of Gene and Paul. But uh, I can't believe we're actually having a discussion this early in the morning over kiss and piss. It's <laughs> what a horrible <laughs> reflection on this radio show. Uh, uh, maybe lawyer Bill can chime in. Eight seven eight nine four two zero for our friend Bill Jones, Jones Law Firm. He is headed our way here shortly. So any free advice you want from an attorney, it's not going to, you can't find it anywhere else but here. So text us your comments for Bill and he will answer your questions and um, and make you, I guess, get some place to start. So that's coming up here uh, briefly. One thing to think of as you're driving or hearing this later at some point or in the afternoon time, or whenever you hear this uh, this podcast broadcast thinger. We've all heard of a total body workout. It's also possible to get a total brain workout. One of the quickest and most fun ways is by throwing on your favorite music. Listening to music stimulates multiple parts of your brain, and research has linked it to reduced anxiety and physical pain as well as boosted mood and memory, per a new research piece from John Hopkins. It's one of the most effective tools we have to keep our brains young, and it can even revive old memories in dementia patients. I believe that. Music can can take you back in time, as well as act like a jolt of electricity. It can fire up your brain and get it going, says a brain scientist dude at uh, John Hopkins. Um, consider these two examples of the healing power of music. Stroke survivors who have lost the ability to speak can in some cases learn to sing using music therapy and then translate those skills to speaking. 
people that have Parkinson's can dance to improve their balance and gait speed. The bottom line it says here, revel in the joy of song and dance, because it's good for you. Back in a moment, this is Drake Digital. Having any kind of legal issues, like you know, with divorce or child support, or the things that the entanglements we bring upon ourselves, and um, you get trapped sometimes, don't have the answers. There's wills, there's estates, a number of things that our friend Bill Jones asked lawyer Bill Thursday. Can he can give you some answers and some places to start? Eight seven eight nine four two zero. That's where you begin. That's where you text us. We ask him. He gives you an answer, and it's free. Because if you just walk into some lawyer's office, it's going to cost you. And why not begin with a free question? Uh, that's the. It makes sense to me. Eight seven eight nine four two zero. Bill's coming up in just a moment. If you'd like to, um, I don't know what you eat for breakfast. They they have said for years, and they meaning them, that breakfast is the most <laughs> important meal of the day. It lays the foundation for the rest of your day. I never really thought about that until I had to do work, in, if you can call this work, in the morning for the past 18 years. Then you realize that when you're up early, you've got to put something in your stomach, or you end up having so much coffee that you turn into a you know quivering mess in a puddle. So eating in the morning is important. Some people take you know cereal, some have toast, some have a full breakfast, some do not. Uh, some have fruit, some have yogurt, does it, or just a, a, a smoothie. Many ways to go about it. Now, I never imagined, although I can't believe it took them this long to do this, cup of noodles, ramen. What do they have, about a, a buck a piece still? Probably. <laughs> I used to love those things, but then I realized how much uh, sodium is in them, and they're awful for you. But lots of kids and lots of people that don't have any money when they're young live on ramen noodles. And now, coming to a cup of noodles near you, the new ramen flavor puts your breakfast cravings into a cup. Oh, nasty. The high What's... price of eggs and other breakfast staples is forcing some to look for cheaper breakfast alternatives. How about ramen? Cup of Noodles, the budget-friendly food company, has created a brand new breakfast version of their instant ramen. I feel the bile rising into my throat, <laughs> which mixes together the flavors of sausage, maple syrup, pancakes, and eggs in a saucy, saucy disgusting vom designed to come to life with water. Gah. It's noodles. No. That tastes like noodles and breakfast. Uh, it only mm. takes four uh -oh. minutes to cook in your microwave, and the results in a soup-based ramen that also contain visible ingredients of sausage, eggs, and rat feces. Eaters are encouraged <laughs> by the company to customize it with hot sauce, more syrup, or even rice, and maybe even add some more salt. How Just disgusting is this? The senior VP of this outfit and marketing for Nissan Foods USA compared it to a classic diner breakfast in a cup. Oh, honey, come no. on. You aren't no. even trying. Right. But there's no hassle. It's like a full meal with all those ingredients with a dash of death. Exactly. The idea was about how you bring all these ingredients into a cup 
they did research at the company and discovered that eggs, sausage, and pancakes were the picks for the great best breakfast combination. Okay. They say it's not really a great leap for the company. <laughs> really? Uh, but it's a wacky mix, I'm quoting, of ingredients in a, on the brand for cup noodles. It's only a dollar and 18 cents to speed your way to an early death every day. <laughs> so grab a case and That's have disgusting. a fine oh, breakfast. Well, it is cheaper, but it's not really saving a whole lot of time. Four minutes, you said, is what it, they, yes, sir. they say. You got a microwave. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. I can do. Like I said, it's faster to light a cigarette and take a shot for breakfast. I think, uh, and <laughs> probably just as faster. healthy. And just as healthy. So uh, somebody had texted about the stuff I've been discussing for allergies. And let me run this down to you quickly because uh, yesterday morning I woke up with um, these symptoms. And we all know that, that this, this affects a lot of people. And head hurt, ears pounding. Look at the cars outside. Um, ours are covered in the green stuff because the trees are all pop, you know, popping out and this pollen is everywhere. And it goes into your head and into your mouth and your nose and your ears. Wholesale Nutrition, I went over there and looked at um, the section where they have all these allergy meds. And the one that I got that, was, uh, they, that came the, with the highest uh, approval rating was, it's called, it's Q-U-E-R. C-E-T-I-N, quercetin, with bromelain and vitamin C. I've done it now. It says to take it when needed. Not really every day, but this time of year, maybe every day would work. Two of these capsules in a few hours, everything dries up. Um, I, there's, there's no hype involved here. It's just how it's helped me a lot. So they, they have that. There's a thing called allercetin. That is another approach to helping you with watery eyes and runny nose and sneezing. I did all this yesterday morning. I took two of these pills, had a light nap, got up, it was gone. So I went outside and did some stuff in the yard and it didn't come back. This morning I haven't done any yet at all. Um, this store has got a number of things like this and they will, will helpfully uh, or will uh, gladly take you right to the aisle where all this stuff is wholesale nutrition they're on goodman road they have a number of things like this things that you never it hadn't crossed your mind to not go running to a doctor or to a drugstore to buy some stuff over the counter that may or may not work when in fact these things i can tell you from experience have an impact uh it's and it's it's remarkable and it um the, how much does this stuff cost this was 17 bucks and 35 cents. Quercetin, 60 veg caps, immune system support, and allergy relief. Uh, they're on the internet with a great website that shows you all they offer. Uh, some smoothies, teas, many things to make you feel better at Wholesale Nutrition. All right. Give them a shout and they will or just, just go by there. It's um, a great store, smart folk, a lot to look at. And make yourself feel better and healthy, especially with this pollen getting into our into our everywhere. And mm -hmm. nobody needs all that. Our buddy Bill Jones, Ask Lawyer Bill, is here in just a moment. He is uh, he's coming right up. Uh, we'll come back 
after a couple of tunes here and 878-9420 for Bill Jones on Drake Digital in just a minute. Our friend uh, Bill Jones, Jones Law Firm, joined us on Thursdays to answer questions from you about things you have concerns about and uh, issues you're mired in that may involve child support or goodness knows what else, estates and wills and things like that that can be confusing and lawyers can help you uh, sort it out and get um, uh, back on the right track. And if he doesn't know the answer, he'll find somebody who does. Uh, Bill Jones, good morning, sir. How are things with you and yours? Uh, better than most. Probably not as good as you guys. We're, uh, like everybody else, I'm dealing with congestion. Uh, I'm going to try. Yeah, my nose is, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to try your suggestion there, sir. It I'm sounds like a good you, uh, uh, um, It's called Clear Seton, and it, um, it has an impact almost immediately um, because we're going to have this in our face now for a good month or so. The stuff does work, and it's in my nose. I can, I can hear it in my nose this morning. But You know, the the nice thing about the crazy weather is I will say Jennifer and I sat on the back porch last night uh, and had an adult beverage, and um, there were no mosquitoes. So with the hot cold, yeah, hot nice. cold, I, I'm, I'm hoping we killed that first wave of mosquitoes. No, we didn't because we've already had Just... some texts, and we, I already killed one in my bathroom. <laughs> all so. right, well, never mind. Yeah, forget about it. A nice try, though. Way to bum me. I was all excited about that. Now you well, just... Maybe your be, house is it's over. immune, though. <laughs> Could be. It's all going to be. It's a mess. Uh, we uh, The text line is 878-9420 for our friend Bill. In the meantime, let's look at uh, the overview of what you knew was going to happen end up in, in the hands of states. The, the discussions about banning TikTok in America. Uh, TikTok is it, its parent company is in China, and TikTok began as a uh, a seemingly harmless thing for kids, but of course has been turned into something entirely different. So the uh, they've been in front of of Congress just like Zuckerberg was, and uh, to watch some of these these Q and A's is just embarrassing because these. Politicians have no idea what Facebook is, and so TikTok is really not uh, in their purview. They have no clue. Arkansas is suing TikTok, their parent company ByteDance, and Facebook parent Meta over claims the company's products are harmful to users. In the newest effort by officials to take social media companies to court over mental health and privacy concerns. All three lawsuits claim the companies have violated the state's Deceptive Trade Practices Act and seek billions in possible fines. This was filed in Arkansas State Court this week. The complaints come against or come amid mounting pressure on an, um, in D.C. on TikTok for their ties to China. There are two issues here. The ties to China and free speech. Uh, the suits are also alive in California, Florida, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Washington State as they target multiple social media platforms over addiction allegations. How in the world are they going to ever prove this in a court of law? Mental health and privacy concerns. And they're owned by China. So which is the most important issue 
how do they dissect this in a court in Arkansas? And how many months and years can this drag on? They will never ban TikTok. It's not going to happen. But this is a prominent case that's made the headlines. Your take. Well, so I'm, I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat for just a second um, and, and give you my crazy conspiracy theory here. I, look, whenever anything like this happens, you always ask who's, who's going to benefit from it. Well, the state of Arkansas won't, won't really benefit from it. Who benefits from it is Facebook and Twitter who are losing users left and right who have been able to, when it happened in the past and, and Instagram was coming up, Facebook bought them. Because um, they were worried about losing their users user base to Instagram, so they just bought it. I th- I think that what you're seeing here is lobbying from the big tech companies, from the Google, from Facebook, and from Twitter, who are saying, "Hey, um, this has come in here. We need. It's hurting our business model because people want to get money just for doing videos. We don't pay people on our site for that. We'd like to get them. We'd like to get rid of them." So that's my conspiracy theory: is that this is this is a move really by the lobby groups for Facebook and, and Twitter to shut down TikTok. But mm. there there is some. It makes ob- sense though, obviously. Yeah, it's just- well, I mean, if I'm losing revenue from a competitor, why not eliminate the competitor, right? Right. Uh, and if you can you can say they're associated with the boogeyman and make everybody go, ooh, why, why not? I mean, they. There are some ties to China. I know that it's uh, not allowed in certain areas of the government. I know I don't think it's allowed in um, in the Pentagon uh, or in the halls of Congress. I think they're they're barred right. from it. But watching these old dudes ask if if TikTok is going to eat their blood pressure medicine at night was just hilarious to me because they're you know they were asking <laughs> if if it was Wi-Fi and I mean they're just idiots. Um, the, the concern though, is the same that's been made all the time. And that is it's, it's harmful to kids because of what they're allowed on there, that it's not being policed right. And because of that, it's a danger and we need to tighten up the reins or get it out of here. Um, it, it, it comes down to parenting again. I mean, if you don't want your kids seeing that, and don't let them have that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I can. This this seems to be. Um, it's more politicians, and it's more, as you put it, it's somebody trying to kill a competing interest, and the same old, same old, and it just ties up time and money in courts of law with no resolution. Is my guess. Yeah. So how will it go in Arkansas? I I don't know. I I I suspect that anything ruled here would would go up to a higher court, a court of appeals. Um, if you're trying to divest a company of the ability to operate on our land just because they're they're China-based, I got news for you. There's a lot of companies here in the U.S. that are uh, that are like that. Um, so I mean, I, I don't I don't know if we're going to ban Nintendo next uh, because kids play that. And and so anyway, it's it's a it's going to be a long process. I'm with you. I don't know that it'll ever get anywhere. Nah. Um, if if anything, it's the effect it's had. If anything, is what we're talking about right now. Adults have heard in just enough about it to be concerned about it and may take it off some of their some of their kids' uh, phones. But other than that, I don't see the lawsuit getting very far. No. Okay. Eight seven eight nine four two zero is where you can text now to ask 
uh, lawyer bill any questions about your own your own personal stuff this one is worthy of note I think for a couple of reasons this this horrible event up in Nashville a few days ago the the uh, mass shooting which is number 125 I think in 20 and 23 in this country doesn't happen anywhere else in the world but America and we usually after one of these see politicians freak out uh, and the left goes crazy about guns and nothing ever happens nor will anything ever happen uh, President Biden has issued uh, 20 executive orders about background checks and, and the usual stuff which lay there go nowhere nor will they ever go anywhere this one had an interesting kind of a caveat I thought um, this mass shooting in Texas last year prompted calls for new gun new uh, gun laws as they always do a number of um, our states around the country moved in the other direction one of them was Tennessee where uh, Bill Lee insists that the tighter firearms laws would never deter wrongdoers uh, we can't control what they do says the governor I have to agree with him um, another uh, congressman said we will never fix this it's hard to argue with that the the motive about this is a convoluted thing about this person she he the pronouns he, they were using were he she was born a girl now he's a he she was on medication she at 28 years old lived with her parents his parents the biggie to me was that he she bought seven firearms legally this was not a gun they got out of the back of a trunk all of these guns were legally purchased in his name and these are the ones he used to kill six people and himself no well no the the cops took took him down mm -hmm. so this is the first one i've heard in a long time where the killer had the guns legally and i wonder what that does to the proposals about laws and making guns more easy to get and things like that every gun in my house except for a couple that have been gifts are licensed in my name and you i think probably are the same way sure but but what does this do to the mass outpouring of oh we got to get guns off the street it's never going to happen and the shootings will continue 120 something in three months of this year alone it's not going to change what is the answer I, there is no answer i'm not really asking you any kind of a question i'm just saying that these guns were all bought legally so how do the well so look outliers, go, how do they go, handle this one go back to your days of being a young kid in sunday school and in rural kentucky and ben drake's got you there in sunday school and you're learning all the old stuff and he's packing heat heavy yeah yeah well i mean look so the first murder recorded in the bible was committed with a stone right cain slew abel with a stone and then later on david killed goliath with a stone it's not the stone's fault the stone's neither good or bad it's just a weapon that was used it's the yep. same thing with guns I mean, the same gun that was used to assassinate Kennedy is the same gun that earned our freedom on the on the beaches of Iwo Jima. So, I mean, it, 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 
there there are weapons. There always have been weapons, whether it's guns, whether it's knives. I knives, mean, yeah. You know, there's there's always something. It's it's not. I understand restricting who can own a weapon. That's smart. The question is, what happens when your morals don't line up with the people writing the rules and they decide to strip you of uh, of that right? That's always or, been the concern. Or try to, yeah. Or try to. Well, That's always and, been the concern. And the other complication in this one is that this person was on medication for a mental illness, which could be a number of things. It could be, you know, Zoloft or Lexapro or something heavier, but there were obviously middle issues. And well, there's gotta be this, the school ends at sixth grade. So the, this, this woman was 28 years old Yeah, living with her parents. Her parents said they didn't know that she owned any guns Mm -hmm. and she had one they knew, but she sold it. She told them or he, whatever. But I got, I got news for you. Those ARs, they are not cheap guns. Those AR pistols, those are not cheap guns. So, yeah. um, you know, she she was able to go out and buy them um, legally. Legally. Now, I don't know why she why they were able to if they you know if there's mental issues there, uh, and that's exactly. that's one of the things. But there have to be mental issues because again, at 28 years old, if you're still carrying a grudge and pissed off about what happened in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's 20 years between where she where she graduated from this place and decided to go back and shoot it up. So this is the end result of a number of complications uh, and a mentally ill person who is going through a sexual transformation and that confusion uh, that has a a bunch of guns and a grudge and acts on it, pulls it off, and now people are dead, little kids and adults as well. Um, and so as hard as you want to search for an answer and a motive, you're never going to nail it down. And we can have vigils and candlelight things and cry and weep and thoughts and prayers. It never changes. And it's not going to ever in our lifetime. What it's done is it's, it's, it has fired up the, should teachers have guns in the classroom talk? Hell yes, they should. Ah. I think it's a. I think that's a horrible idea. I think it's a horrible idea to. And Why, I because they get mad, they might shoot one of the kids for being an asshole. No, because <laughs> because teachers, look, you you leave a gun in the wrong place, you put it in your drawer. I mean, yeah. don't you remember going into your teacher's drawers when they were out of the classroom and stealing their paper clips or whatever? I don't think well, so, Bill. That's just your kind Bill, of deal, not me. You must have. You would never hide the erasers from the teacher when they left the classroom just to be a prick. Oh, come on. No, I, I cannot even, be the only one. I usually didn't even, I wasn't there enough to even fool with it. Okay. I was out, you know, playing somewhere. I didn't, I didn't care. Well, I, I just, I, I don't think going through the desk and letting them find a Glock 45 is the right answer. It just, you know, one of the other things here that I thought was, uh, that hasn't been discussed a lot. Um, this school was, uh, the the first report was that there was a side door left open. I thought, okay, that sounds kind of sketchy. But in actuality, what happened was, with these assault rifles, she shot the glass doors out mm-hmm. of the place and went in that way. Sure. So for for every tenant of this horrible thing you want to bring up, 
there is an answer this time. The doors were locked. She blew them open with guns. Uh, the first floor was cleared. She got up to floor number two. By then, uh, the great police work up in Nashville, because she texted somebody. 13 it's about minutes. To be a, a really, and these guys were on it and took her him down. Um, so all of the usual things, why weren't the doors locked, doesn't apply here. How did she get the guns? She bought them legally. Uh, and her beef, her mental illness, why, you know, these background checks are an interesting thing. Uh, to Just to put this side by side for a minute with your comment about, and the obviousness that how government moves so slowly. I went down to Hernando this past week to do some business that required uh, info from my wife, like, like her uh, social, and uh, she's had her um, voting rights, her voting card down here for well over a decade. And they wanted to find her social. And and, and so they, they went into the computer to look it up. Now, she's been voting down here for 10, 12 years. And after all that time, her name is not in the system as a person with a, with a, a voting card, a uh, license, tags, nothing. So you tell me you're going to do a background check on somebody buying a gun when in a decent-sized town in this state, she is nowhere in their records. So try a search for this this person with the FBI. Just when, when you buy a gun, they take your license, they call this FBI number, they run it through them. If it spits out that you're, you're a felon, well, you can't buy the gun. But... In this case, my wife wasn't even in the system. And this girl, or whatever, um, was I, it didn't show anything, any past problems, nothing. So she just all of a sudden went insane. And how do you change that? You don't. Yeah. But all right. I, I just want to add really quick. It, sure, people are going to get guns some way. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it take longer to shoot through those doors, not with an assault rifle? Why does a civilian need an assault rifle? But also, schools are starting to, and that school I think did not have, because it's a church school, so they didn't have like security. More schools are getting security and getting training from professionals about how to handle uh, intruders. It ain't going to At change least some anything. around there, here are. There, there's a school down here, Greenbrook Elementary, I believe, is on Rasco Road, and there is a Shelby County, not not Shelby County. There's a, a a sheriff's car parked there every day. Now, is that car parked there as a deterrent, or is there a cop inside that building? I would guess the former. Uh, and if there had been a cop on the first floor of this school, this might never have happened. But you're talking about putting police officers in every school of any age group uh, yeah, in, in every American city uh, when when these PDs are already understaffed, underfunded, yeah. and they can't spare the people. So you have a this ongoing issue with so many smaller issues inside of it, and there's there's not an answer. And that's the part that leads to frustration. 
thoughts and prayers and more vigils and more horrendous things happening. And it's it, there's no answer. And that's the part that's so scary. Well, the, Text, the, the other thing, Sid, is, look, whether it's a an, an assault rifle, as you say, or a twenty two, it's a piece of glass. Yeah, I know. If, yeah. if you shoot at it, whether yeah. it's with a thirty eight handgun or a twenty two or a shotgun, it's going to break that glass and yeah. allow them to get in. True. So let's find some state funding for bulletproof glass. That won't happen either. Eight seven eight nine four two zero. Text for lawyer Bill in a minute. After this great tune from the Young Rascals, this is Drake Digital. It's Ask Lawyer Bill Thursday. Our buddy Bill Jones from the Jones Law Firm is here. New offices in the Clark Tower on Poplar Avenue. He is a podcast on this radio uh, uh, forum, whatever the hell it is. Uh, it is on uh, several times during the week. You can find it. Uh, our little uh, website thing or where the podcast go has go goes. Podcast go has been jacked up. Uh, but Wes is getting that fixed today, so if you can't find them, they are worthy of listening to. To learn about amendments in America's, well, just the thing that they wrote called the Constitution, and it has, he, they explain what them things mean, and they're important, it turns out. Well, and the, uh, before, the, other uh, thing, the other thing is in those podcasts, there are discount codes that we're giving for services in our office. But you have to actually listen to the podcast and call us up and give us the codes, and, and then we give you the discounts. So, Very good. Uh, check them a out. A smart marketing trick nice. from an attorney. What a shock. Um, this one, briefly, I think was worthy of note um, before we get to the text, 8789420. Uh, Bill has court today, so he, he has to go. I saw, uh, we just had this discussion talking in circles and frustration about guns in America and the uh, the endless amount of shootings a a mass shooting uh, is called a mass shooting if there are four dead involved 123 or four so far this year the one in Nashville the most most recent and most horrible the usual um, uh, outpourings of thoughts and prayers and that that's that same old stuff and uh, the grinding of teeth over gun control and it's a waste of time it's not going to change, and uh, but some folks will never just give in and acquiesce to the understanding that it's too complicated, things are out of control, Americans are angry, unhappy, they want their guns, they will have their guns, and so, uh, you know, you got to make your own decisions about this and uh, do what you think is right. This is an acquiescence, to use that word again, that really kind of blows me away. Uh, the FDA has approved Narcan for over-the-counter sales. Narcan is what an EMT uses when somebody overdoses on opioids uh, or on meth, I guess, as well. If they're out unconscious, unresponsive, they can give them a shot of this stuff and suddenly they're back to life and they're sober again and it saves their lives. So what we're saying here by putting this nasal spray in, I guess, America's drugstores is that accept it. We have an opioid problem, a fentanyl problem, wherever this stuff comes from, from, from down, you know, it's, it's on the border and coming into this country. It's out of control. So the FDA, the government has approved 
Narcan sales in drugstores because they know people are going to keep on getting high, overdosing, and at least here is something that, that might save their lives. What does that say about giving up on fighting the drug problem in America? They've uh, given up. Here's some yeah. Narcan from, from you know, Walgreens. Is it is it is that going to be over the counter? You, yep. You don't so you wouldn't need a prescription for it. Nope. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's that's um. All right. You got us. Here here's our our best look at it. I mean. Exactly. Um. Uh. They it was approved yesterday by the FDA, and they encourage the people that make it. Which drug company is going to uh, charge out the behind for this? Uh, but all it does, it um, allows pharmacists to have a prescription. They can dispense it or a generic brand to anybody who requests it. Okay, so I'm. So, I, I shouldn't be laughing, but no, I just don't see unbelievable. I just don't see a drug using. Uh, look, I'm sure there are a couple of them, but I just don't see anybody being a smart enough addict to go. You know what? I'm going to go get jacked up and snort some. Uh, fentanyl this weekend, but just in just case, in case yeah. let me do some planning here. Let's go down exactly to the uh, right. CVS and, and Walgreens and let's get some Narcan just in case us or one of our friends ODs. That would be why that, I just that's don't exactly see that. The thought of, I, I can see it as plain as day. They're making it available for you to buy in case your husband does some bad fentanyl and goes blue. I mean, how, they look, know it. how many times have we Why been, else would it be out there? You've got to be an old pro to know, look, if I'm drinking this weekend, I need to go on ahead and get the Pedialyte and the Gatorade beforehand exactly. and have it wait. Exactly. How many, we didn't do that when we were kids. We didn't do that no. when we were young. And, and you're not going to do the same. Anymore to, you know, That's if, right. I mean, if you want to you know, blow it out your ass, you know, once a week, uh, you, you got, you got to kind of, you know, plan for it. Because you know you're going to feel like death for two days. So you have to take some precautions. This is the same thing, only it's drugs. Illegal if, drugs. Yeah, but I'm wondering if if certain, you know, you there are too many stories about kids being prescribed something or kids taking something accidentally and not knowing what's in it. And if a parent or somebody there has that in the medicine cabinet... Or if a friend well, knows where it is in the medicine yeah. cabinet, could it save a life if somebody accidentally, you know, I don't know, you know, I mean, well, there's no, there's, there's, there's no that, reason, there's no reason to bring common sense into this, Sid, but yeah, that, yeah. Uh, but that, I know, that, well, I, I see your point too. That, no, that does make sense first that, aid kit. that, hey, Usually. if I'm, if I, if I have a, a debilitative uh, issue where I'm, I have to take five lower tabs a day or something like that, it may be wise to have that around if I've got kids, I, I could see that, but well, here's here's that's the as far as it going. Uh, here's the the uh, caveat though, Narcan will not work if you've taken too many animal tranquilizers. Damn it! It will also not bring a dead hooker back to life. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is uh, you can't can well maybe n never mind. We have no proof of that yet, but we can probably find somebody who has uh, experience with that. Eight seven eight nine four two zero. Sid, uh, talk to people about whatever they want to know. Quick comment though on the Narcan. Uh, Steph listens from Birmingham, and she says, "I really don't think 
The addicts are going to gra- go grab some, but as an employee of a nonprofit that has visitors, it's recommended that all of my peers get it for our first aid kit. The Children's Museum downtown has some had someone OD right in front of the big windows. It's a thing. If I were a parent of someone with an addiction problem, I would definitely have some in my house. Yeah, maybe a good so point. There's, yeah, okay. there's that side to it. Somebody else says that there are let us letting us know that in all uh, DeSoto County schools there is a a police officer or sheriff's officer there every day. So thank Good. you for that. Uh, here is a question for you, Bill. Uh, let me scroll back up. This person has a health issue on the right. On my right side, he says, by by my ear where my sideburn is, is a scab that's been there for five years. Every time I use a cell phone, it starts burning, so of course I go to speakerphone. I hoped it would start healing, but it hasn't. I can't really afford a doctor or or a lawyer. Do you have any suggestions? I've used different types of phones, and it's all with the same results. He wonders if you have a suggestion. Yeah, so what he's trying to, what he's insinuating here is that the phones have somehow given him this this scar or this rash or or cancer or something like that the first thing you're going to need to do is go get a checkup uh go find out what it is it whether it's the heat or the sweat or whatever it is making that thing burn you you need to go to a doctor before you yeah not a lawyer yeah not a lawyer that's that's something for a doctor. If the doctors find that it's skin cancer and you've, you, you, there's some device that makes it worse than, than others, then okay, let's talk. But the first thing you got to do is get your health taken care of. So go see a doctor, find out what, what's going on that, with all that. And then start suing. I, I can't imagine. Uh, uh, how many of us and everybody in the world has a phone? How many people have issues like this? Well, you know, they have a lawsuit. Look, they've said it for years. I mean, the air, the AirPods and the Bluetooth headsets have only been out for so long. We're, we're going to see, I think we'll see in the next 10, 15 years, if, if they, they cause cancer, I think it'll be a widespread epidemic, but we hadn't seen anything yet. There's nothing there to, to get us to that point yet. Well, maybe we're all going insane because of cell phones. Maybe that's what's the backlash will be about uh, it, it, look it could be there is there is definitely if you are listening part of and it you're, yeah if you're listening and you're stressed and you haven't just put your phone in a drawer and enjoyed your weekend try it this weekend it is freeing uh, it really uh-huh. is man just turn it off and put it up if you know i mean i i tend to always you know call the kids make sure where they are and then pretty much it's gone uh, Wes and Sid know how to get a hold of my wife, as to anybody that's close to us. Other than that, it's turned off. Next. And it'll say, it, it'll calm you right down. Yeah. Uh, 878-9420. What else, Sid? This one says, my daughter is having some breathing problems, mostly when she is at work. Her work building has mold on the carpet, water stains on the ceiling, and an odor. The landlord won't do anything. Who can she contact to test the air? And if the landlord won't clean up the mold, is it something you could handle? You know, there. Um, if if it ends up being black mold, my brother Scott, that's something that he could handle. But as far as going and in, in getting it tested, um, you're going to have to pull out the yellow pages, which they don't make anymore. So you're going to have to go to Google. Um, I think that there are some companies that clean up water damage that can come out to your home and check and test it and see if it's black mold or not. So 
you may want to start there again let's let's get it cleaned up so you can live there first and then if we need a lawsuit we can handle that later is that helpful okay yeah mm -hmm. uh, let me ask you this too um it's probably come up before but i but i th this is a um i'm surprised that this this hasn't been asked before i know that uh in my backyard, which has, we have invested a great deal of money and time on the creation of this little paradise back here. And when I did it at the beginning, I added 10 or 20 grand, I think, uh, onto the insurance of the house in case something were to get destroyed back here. Uh, now, uh, one of my sons this past week, this storm we had last Friday, just jacked up that yard uh, it there's a fence broken uh, there are trees down he's got chainsaws and friends over helping is there anything in your life insurance in that policy not your life in your home insurance that covers any kind of cost for cleanup for fences being destroyed things like that or is that something that you have to ask for I because think it I recall that I that I added it onto my policy to cover any badness in the backyard that might happen. Yeah, I know that they're, I know they are covered. We had a, a storm come through and it, it messed up our roof uh, and it also took down a fence. Now that was years ago, um, but they gave us, they gave us money for the fence that went down as well. Now what you have to understand is, you know, is, is the cost of it going to offset what your deductibles are going to go up? So if it's if it's two or three hundred dollars worth of damage, okay. But with the price of lumber, it you know it's probably going to be closer to two grand uh, on any if any fence goes down. There's generally a rider in there that talks about that. If it's an act of God, it doesn't raise your rates. Um, so I, I would call the insurance company and talk to them. Then it's just a matter of how much is my deductible. Yep. Because uh, if the damage is around what your deductible is, don't file it on your insurance. Just take care of it. If it's if it's three times what your deductible is, that's generally when I tell people that's a no-brainer. File it on your insurance. If it's if it's around or just double what your deductible is, eh, I got to think about it. Um, whether or not yep. we want to do that. All right, sir. You have court today. Um, thank you for your time this morning. Uh, is there anything else left, Sid, or is that about it? Um, j just a couple. Uh, somebody says you can have an EpiPen in case of emergency. Why not have the other thing? And think about the ORGS that hand out clean needles to drug users on the street. So yeah. just two thoughts yeah. about that. Yeah, good times. All right, man. Um, when are you going to be out of court today so we can talk off the air about real life? Uh, real life? Probably by 12. By noon, I should be back in the office. Uh, I'll be asleep then, but I'll find you sometime. All right, <laughs> That's man. okay. That's uh, Lawyer Bill. How do we find you there, bro? Yeah, on the web at lawyerbill.com. Telephone number at the office is 761-5353. And you can check out our podcast. A lot of what we talked about today with the second, with gun rights, uh, Scott and I discuss ad nauseum in length on our Second Amendment podcast. So check that out. Very good, sir. Thank you. That is our friend Bill Jones, Jones Law Firm. Back in a moment, this is Drake Digital. One day this week, we were talking about smartphones and smart TVs and smart things 
that when they become unsmart, you have a hard time accessing some things, maybe if your phone isn't up to date with the current thing. Uh, Apple is um, very proficient in trying to cram a new phone down your throat once every year at least. They've slowed down some because people have finally wised up. They don't need one. And I mentioned that I was having a hard time with the Apple Plus TV app on some TVs in this house. The one in my office worked just fine, but the one in the bedroom didn't work. So, I and the app is not visible. So I tried Sid's trick of trying to scroll through all the apps to see if it was hidden someplace. No, mm -hmm. it was not. So I um, talked into the TV thinger and said Apple Plus TV. Mm -hmm. and, no, uh, first I pulled up on the computer um, activate.apple.com and, and it said enter the code here. Uh, what code? So I went downstairs and pulled it up. On the screen was a website and a code. And I typed all that into my computer. I put in the code. Bam! It's on that TV. The app isn't there, but the programming is Albeit it it doesn't it it looks weird um, as if it's kind of half-ass done, um, but it it is showing the shows I want to see. That probably isn't uncommon. I've been told for various services where every TV in your house has to be activated to make it work. So the smartphone issue, smart TV issue, was our topic, and one of us, maybe Wes, said something about. We need more dumb phones. <laughs> uh, well, what does that mean? Like one of those, you know, burner phones you buy at a truck oh, stop? You know, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, drug dealer. Yeah, the conversation came about because of uh, Britain's emergency alert system yes. that they're wanting to be starting, and people are saying that's some kind of weird conspiracy that they'll send things yeah. to your smartphone when to opt out, you could just get a dumb phone. Guess what I found? <laughs> How to get a, a dumb, dumb phone? phone? Headline from CNBC. Dumb phones are on the rise in the U.S. as Gen Z looks to limit screen time. Sweet. Maybe there is hope for us yet. But then again, that sounds crazy. Dumb phones may be falling out of fashion on a global scale, but it's a different story in the U.S. of A. Companies like HMD Global that makes the Nokia phones are selling these phones by the millions like the ones we used to have back in the early 2000s. I, I miss my little phone. Uh, it was called a um, Razor, right? Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, these include what is known as, uh, the, what they're called um, uh, feature phones. They are flip or slide phones that have additional things like uh, GPS or a hotspot. But this guy that is a spokesperson—he's a spokesperson for, for somebody—says, "I think you can see it with certain Gen Z populations. They're tired of all the stuff on their screens. Uh, they don't know what it's going, what's what is happening. Um, they fear it interferes with their mental health. Smart, and they're trying to cut back on phone usage, endless apps, and all that stuff." In the U.S., the feature flip phone sales were up in 2022 for HMD Global. Tens of thousands sold each month. That surprises me. At the same time, 
Around the globe, though, um, the sales for the dumb phones were down. <laughs> so are we getting dumber or are we getting smarter with this move? I don't know. It sounds like we're getting smarter. The, well, the kids are getting smarter by buying mm -hmm. dumber. Mm, really? by buying well, last dumber. year, uh, almost 8 in 10 feature phone sales um, came from the Middle East, Africa, and India. In North America, the market for dumb phones has pretty much, at this point, flatlined. But they, they think it'll be going up about 5% in the next five years because people are tired of these smartphones that require being updated uh, and just the entire process is a scam. You don't need a new phone every year. And people have finally caught on to that. So I had that story along with a couple of more. I believe that Wes has a, some of the tech stuff too because it never, never, ever ends. Uh, this is a smart thing from a smart man who sometimes does dumb stuff. We have seen in the past six months since we first brought this up one day and the media began the onslaught of stories about ChatGPT. And I have tried it a number of times to get on the website it's always too full to even mess with, so I gave up because I don't care. But when it was introduced, it, I don't even know um, who put it out first. But now everybody who is a competitor to that outfit has tried to upgrade it and make it better, make it smarter, and they're having issues with it. And some of the issues that they have with it are the fact that while it is smart, it is. It has no emotion and no reason, um, but it can do a bunch of things, and it, they're trying to fix all the quirky little things that cause problems. I found this headline. Now, yesterday I saw where the uh, Tesla uh, stock has gone through the roof in the past month. Elon Musk's little cars, cars that have had some, some issues uh, plummeted for a bit because of various problems. But the Tesla stock has gone up. Um, the story about uh, Twitter is how much value they have lost, about $22 billion worth, and how Twitter and its limitations and its new, uh, they're just playing games with it, and it's a mess. And it is uh, has lost a great deal of its um, luster. The headline here, just concerning... AI in general. Um, Musk and others think it's time to take a break. They're urging a pause on all this AI stuff, citing risks to society. How about that? So all the big brains with all the big money that are making all the AI toys and chat GPTs to do everything for them are concerned that we're moving too fast. Uh, yesterday, Elton, um, uh, uh, Elton uh, and a bunch of his AI expert buddies and executives from various companies, are they're calling for a six-month pause in the systems that are, that are so powerful that they have risks to society. Isn't that kind of a big, giant, horrible, waving red flag like, oops, <laughs> somebody now, messed up. So th this is not just uh, Tesla. It is 
other big tech companies joining in with this statement? Yes, a okay. number of of uh, of these experts, uh, Microsoft backed OpenAI. No, it is backed by them. Their thing called OpenAI. Mm. They unveiled the fourth iteration of their GPT thing um, past couple of weeks, which has wowed people by engaging them in human-like conversation. It composes songs and writes long documents and papers and uh, things like that. So the comment from the uh, this institute called the Future of Life says that these AI systems should be developed only once we are confident their effects will be positive and their risks will be manageable. So everybody is a little bit nervous that they've done this too fast, made these things too smart, and before there's no going back, we need to take a break and look at this. So, um, Mr. Musk says this is, he, his quote is, AI stresses me out. <laughs> and he's one of the co-founders of industry, uh, the, the open AI, and his car maker Tesla, and they use AI for their autopilot system, which is having some problems as well. I saw this intense diagram. It was impossible to make sense of of how these cars are self-driving. No thank you, I'll pass on that. But they're all nervous now. So are, are any of the people involved in this statement actively representing companies that are working on AI programs? Yes. Okay. They, oh. they, are, hmm. they are all uh, experts. No, uh, no last not, month, not experts, are they actually employed by like a yes. company? That, okay. They're, uh. they're executives from the companies. Okay. Last month, Tesla had to recall uh, thousands of U.S. cars to update software after the driver system could cause crashes. They learned, prompting Musk to tweet that the word recall for an over-the-air software update is anachronistic and just flat wrong. But it proves that, no, he, it is messed up. So Elon and the execs and the experts all in one little meeting said, well, let's slow down on this. And then I found this companion piece that says in the headline, humans will achieve immortality in eight years, says the former Google engineer who has been right on his, his um, ideas and his future predictions with 86% accuracy. He predicts that robots and uh, nanobots will help achieve us uh, the chance to live forever. And who in the hell wants to do that? The technology will repair cells and tissues that, that deteriorate as the body ages. This guy was one of the first engineers at Google. And he has been right a lot of the time, uh, he has made 147 different things that he predicts about about the uh, future. He's been right about them 86% of the time. His name is Ray Kurzweil, 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 whatever. He discusses the expansion in genetics and robotics, which he believes will lead to age-reversing nanobots. They're tiny things that will repair damaged tissue and cells that deteriorate as we age and make us immune to things like cancer. 
And this is coming in six years, he said? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I find that a little interesting. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. If they can... He was hired by Google in 2012 to work on new projects involving machine learning and language processing. But he has been in the business of making predictions for a long time. In 1990, he predicted that the world's best chess player would lose to a computer by the year 2000. It happened in 1997 when Deep Blue beat Garry Kasparov. And there's a litany here of things he has said are going to happen that did. Hmm. So, are we doomed or not? What's the answer here? One, <laughs> one, one story says slow down. One says we're going to live forever. Okay. Well, uh, if I the, guess from putting the two together, it sounds like we'll have the potential to live together, but uh, live forever. But the AI will say no. Actually. <laughs> Sorry, we're not going to let that So happen. we're stuck. One more thing that's going awry. Um, you had something over here that I want you to, look, to talk about that was technology-driven. Maybe it was the Pope, who is in the hospital, by the way, with um, some lung issues. This could be a bad moment for the aging pontiff. The picture of him in that big coat thing and the other, this is also kind of scary. If you're on the internet much and look at the news news things, which is a bad idea that I cannot break the habit of, uh, some of the deep fake, deep fake images I've seen of Trump being arrested and his wife, and they look, they're so real. And I just imagine the possibilities. And the one of the Pope wearing shades and some big old, you know, down, down jacket thing. What's the story behind that, Wesley? Yeah, this was never presented as anything other than a fake picture, but it hit the internet and people just ran with it. And I found a rundown of the people who bought into it and were saying things like, I hate to give a Pope credit, but that's a solid look. Looks like he's <laughs> a pastor of a church that Justin Bieber would go to. Ain't nobody as Pope as me. I'm just so fresh, so clean. Looks like he's about to drop a 40-point triple-double. Boys in Brooklyn could only hope for this level of drip or just some of the comments from that that picture. And What does drip mean? Uh, it's trendy. Your it's something that Clothing and what oh, you're wearing. It's drippy. That's great. Come on, yeah. Rick. The, uh, then a lot of people <laughs> found out that it was a fake thing, and they were going... This one internet commenter goes... I thought the Pope's puffer jacket was real and didn't give it a second thought. No way am I surviving the future of technology. <laughs> I think that I think that that speaks for a lot of us. Right. And someone else said, not only did I not realize it was fake, I also saw a tweet from someone else saying it was AI, and I thought he was joking. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So once once that got, uh, got out and everyone realized and knew for sure it was fake people started building on it someone put uh, abraham lincoln in the same outfit <laughs> but, yeah. but that was real though right oh well yeah absolutely <laughs> he someone was pretty who, fly back for a, for a president yeah yeah <laughs> you know speaking of that there's a story last night about um more and more people being scammed by getting phone calls with someone's voice that sounds exactly like 
you know, somebody in the family or your coworker or whatever needing help or asking for money and people getting scammed by this copy, this AI that can copy people's voices. It's scary. It's time to move to the woods and get a phone <laughs> on the wall with a long away. pink cord and, uh, get, get, yep. and get rid of all this stuff because it's going gonna, it's gonna to kill us all. It's only a matter of time. It won't kill us all, but what we're going to be we're going to be take be, all your money though. Be so dependent upon all of this constantly that on the day that it all explodes because there's too much of it, we're going to be helpless and we're going to have madness in the streets. No phones, you can't text, your ATM won't work. It's going to all blow up. And it's only a matter of time. So Enjoy those smartphones and your little laptops and your earbuds and your all your little toys, Alexas and all that, because they're going to all stop working someday. And you're going to be helpless because we are spoiled rotten. going to only get worse. Uh, I'm going to save these stories for later because it has, I want to hear some of these things. But we'll get to some of these other bits. Uh, thanks to our friend, Mr. Allen, Allen's Automotive. I'll be seeing him this morning in a bit. He is over on the street called Winfield. It is uh, off of 51 in South Haven uh, and Whitehaven, right there where the states change and where a police officer usually sits in a speed trap. So don't be fooled there. Uh, a yellow and blue building. He's been there for about a long time. And Alan has uh, been my friend for a few decades, takes care of all of our cars and, uh, and Wes's, and many of you have met him and worked with him and he'll uh, do your right with your car issues truck issues your work truck your business truck whatever the case may be if you have problems don't put them off it only makes it worse engine light on our brakes doing funny stuff don't mess with this stuff let alan look at it he'll talk to you about the price and make it uh, make it good and make it right but don't just show up call in advance 332 3279 for Allen's Automotive and let him take care of your stuff. Uh, after this program will be the Between the Grooves podcast, the live bands I put together, the best live rock and roll ever made. There are 15 songs, and I heard it yesterday uh, uh, just to hear how this all sounded. It really is, uh, it's just fun, and it all flows together, and um, it's a different band every song and it's um it's just kind of the ultimate concert if you could ever have that uh part two is coming up uh, in a week that's would be monday i guess so uh wes has his new one coming up the the jones jones boys have theirs available and the issues on the website i hear are being fixed pronto so they're available there as are all the shows we do here every day so that's available anywhere you want to get your podcasting. Apple or Spotify or, or just whatever else is out there. Okay, so there you have it. Uh, enjoy the upcoming live tunes and enjoy now the revivalists. This is Drake Digital.